All right, Matthias, welcome to Fix the Money. Uh, hello, hello. Nice to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Very good. Yeah, and I wanted to get you on. It's a great timing because there's a lot of people who are interested in what's uh, kind of bubbling up in the Czech Republic, specifically BTC Prague. Uh, we're going to be there in early June. It's going to be an amazing event. I, I know that you've been breaking your back as a conference organizer and director, and uh, you've got a lot of people lined up. Um, just to, to give a high-level overview, uh, what uh, what can people expect in the city of Prague come early June uh, for those who might be Bitcoiners or perhaps learning about Bitcoin for the first time? Well, this will be uh, really a moment of history. Yeah, Czech Republic is a small country, but we we have quite uh, very well uh, settled uh, Bitcoin uh, companies in Czech. For example, Satoshi Labs uh, or Brains or uh, General Buys. So um, Czech Republic is a real uh, Bitcoin wally, and we are adding another pillar with our uh, conference, BTC Prague, which will be really huge. Uh, we expect 10,000 people. There will be 140 speakers four stages, expo with 70 booths and uh, just everyone who is important and who, who is uh, uh, who does something in Bitcoin will be there in June 8 to 10. Yeah, that's perfect. June 8 to 10. So I was um, at the Bitcoin Policy Summit in uh, D.C. last week and uh, just spoke to random people that I had never met before, never knew anything about them. And they were telling me about Prague and they're excited to go. So um, I, I think there's a lot of interest from around the world. And, and Prague has this, as you said, this kind of unique uh, scene uh, for uh, Bitcoin. And and we'll be honest, crypto generally, there's a lot of uh, ETH guys hanging around. Uh, but what I find so interesting is that you've done this programming. Um, now you're doing it, you know, this forceful English and uh, Czech language components. Uh, but you've actually had a lot of success in getting Czech and Slovak speakers uh, to attend some Bitcoin events in the past. What have those been like? Have those seen success? Have there, there been a lot of interest there? Yeah, right. Uh, we have our Czech speaking conference, Chaincamp, um, Bitcoin only conference under our belt for three years. We started with my brother, Martin, in 2020 in COVID times. The first one, we had uh, 500 people. The second one, we grew to 1000 people. And now in the September last year, we had 2,200 2, people there at one spot. So only Czech and Slovak, and it was in Czech and Slovak language. Um, so it was a huge success. And uh, that's why we, uh, we decided that we will uh, do one more conference in Prague. So now we are actually doing two conferences per, per year. One is international, really huge in Prague, and one is for our Czech and Slovak speaking community, and it's in Ostrava, different city. Oh, Ostrava, beautiful city. Um, I think one uh, one interesting thing about uh, the Czech Republic and Prague is actually I've been um, I've used Bitcoin um, very early on, both in Prague and in Brno. And there are like you know a couple of establishments. There's just random restaurants sometimes that accept Bitcoin, and there's obviously uh, Paranipolis, uh, which is in Prague. And I remember. It, it was uh, during a tumultuous time in 2016 uh, that we would go, and I, I went with a friend of mine, and we bought uh, an espresso, I believe, there at the cafe, and it was just during one of these dumps. And uh, I think, you know, by the time we had left the cafe, I had like a, I had overpaid a good amount, but it was worth it. And um, that was something that Prague was sort of uh, more innovative, more accepting. You know, what is it about Czech or Slovak culture? Because I think, you know, there are obviously parallels. 
what do you think it is about these two cultures that tends to embrace uh, these sort of, of new technologies of, of mm-hmm. kind of divergent things that you're sort of mainstream European perhaps wouldn't gravitate towards? Yeah, it's a good question. Yeah, it's a really good question. I've been thinking about it um, several times since we are organizing the uh, BTC Prague. Uh, I've been kind of researching the history of Czech companies, Bitcoin companies, and I've been thinking because I'm getting these questions from everyone from abroad. Why is that Czech is so Bitcoiny and and crypto? And I think it's about uh, history. Czech has been always under some occupation or uh, under some other country leading uh, hand. And we had to be better. We had to work hard. Uh, There is a saying, golden Czech hands. Um, And uh, in very near history, we were under Russian occupation, uh, uh, under the um, Iron Carton, as as it says. And uh, because of the the shortages of some products, we had to make things on our own. If you wanted to have something special, something nice, you had to create it. You couldn't buy it. So that's probably like uh, we, we, we get used to it, creating things and thinking for ourselves. And then, um, yeah, the natural evolution uh, has been, has been uh, applied for IT technology. So we have a lot of geeks, in many geeks in Czech Republic. And it all, like if we are talking about Bitcoin, it all started in small hacker space called Bermlap in Prague in 2010, where few guys um, were hanging out and geeking about Bitcoin. And they had some questions like um, how to store Bitcoin properly or how to, um, how to trade uh, more effectively. Um, so, and that was the very base for the next development. Uh, so BIP39 seed phrases, which is now standard, and every uh, hardware wallet used this uh, Bitcoin improvement proposal that was developed in Prague in 2011, I think, by Stick and Slash founders of Satoshi Labs. First ever hardware wallet was developed by Satoshi Labs. Uh, first um, and the biggest um, manufacturer of Bitcoin ATMs, the firm General Bytes, it was uh, found by Karel Kiyowski of in Prague, or uh, the first and probably uh, the most important um, mining pool, slash pool, operated by Brains since 2013, is also from Prague. Yeah, so these companies, uh, I think, from my point of view, uh, is why are Czechs so... Um, so Bitcoiny, because the base it it's come it comes from them, yeah. Because they were they were spreading the information very soon, so we had the time to learn to educate ourselves. Then there is a Paranipolis, as you said, yeah. Uh, three for all building uh, run solely on cryptocurrencies since two thousand fourteen. It's something very special. So in combination of all these factors, I think that's the that's the. Uh, real um, secret sauce to Czech uh, success. I love that. And anybody who's uh, interested in, in Czech history, I mean, this is, um, it was a stalwart, you know, sort of against the Iron Curtain. It's it's kind of the first place where you had good popular resistance and you actually had, you know, ordinary people who, you know, were probably could have had very comfortable lives and who, 
we're facing, you know, so much essentially oppression through the system, you know, we're not able to exercise themselves in the in economic fashion uh, that they normally could. I mean, you had like a great independent Czechoslovakia for a time crushed by this Soviet curtain. And I think that resilience is, is still very present. You know, there's, uh, I just saw uh, going to Czech Republic in 2013 and 14, just this, there's a lot of interest amongst a lot of young Czechs in a lot of revolutionary ideas, ideas that you don't need uh, the state necessarily to run everything. You can actually have competition in the monetary space. So it was really cool to see that uh, Bitcoin that was embraced super early. And as you mentioned, innovated upon. And I, I hopefully a lot of uh, Americans in the audience also see that too, that there's just been such a great, um, I guess, adventurous scene that's evolved from there. And that's why it's so perfect to have BTC Prague again, uh, June 8 through 10 in Prague. And um, Matthias, since we're talking about people traveling, people will be traveling to the conference from near and far. And one thing I've uh, thought about more recently is uh, it's about traveling with Bitcoin. And it's something I want to go more into detail on is, um, you know, is there like a, a certain plan that you kind of have or do you just, are you a guy who just leaves everything at home and you don't even think about spending Bitcoin when you travel? Um, I know you went to Switzerland recently. Um, where I think you probably had an opportunity to use some sats. But I'm wondering what your general philosophy is on that or um, if you're just kind of saving mm-hmm. every every set you can. Um, well, uh, I like to spend my sets. I believe that we need to spend the sets and just replace them. Uh, we have to create the circular economy. So I'm always spending my sets. I just... You mentioned Switzerland. Uh, I spent $70 for stickers, Bitcoin stickers. You may, you might see the frame behind me. It's full of Bitcoin stickers. I always go to conference and I just collect them and buy buy some more. It's like, uh, it's for reminding me my past. So I like to spend sets. And about the traveling, look, I think we are not in the time where it's really dangerous to cross uh, borders with Bitcoin. So uh, I'm not thinking about it very deeply, but for example, I have a bold ring. So uh, I'm using my bold ring uh, for payments, for lightning payments. I'm using lightning wallets and I don't carry hardware wallet uh, uh, with me. Yeah, it's not, it's not very practical. So it's like if you if you're carrying a few hundred bucks, you don't think about it very deeply, I would say. But yeah, there are some nice. there are some interesting things like like overall, like some um, like let's say uh, security and privacy hygiene. If you're crossing um, if you're crossing borders, you should, for example, switch off your face ID on your phone. That's a very good practice. Uh, because if, if they if they try to take your phone, they cannot unlock it. So pin code is always better than this face pin ID. code. Pin code is better, yeah, but not not always, yeah. It's like uh, it's it's not very convenient and it's not very private pin code. But for the crossing, it's good. Okay, yeah, that's smart, and um, that is at least one advantage of uh, modern uh, Schengen Europe is that we. We do cross borders and usually we don't have to interact with any uh, state agents, you know, if we're going between Austria, Germany, Netherlands, Czech Republic. Um, but, you know, that was kind of, uh, it was kind of eroded, I remember, in 2015 and 16, uh, just because of the refugee crisis. It wasn't full checks, but they'd at least 
peek into the cars. You know, they might ask a couple of questions. I found that very revolutionary at the time. I, I felt a bit uneasy because that was kind of the great promise of a, of a united Europe that you wouldn't have to do that all over again. Um, I like your idea, though, of thinking about um, security and privacy hygiene, uh, specifically when traveling. And I, I do agree with you. I don't think we're in a time where we have to worry uh, potentially about border guards who are seeking out Bitcoin wallets, um, hardware, software, or otherwise. And um, l- luckily, today's apps all carry very strange names that uh, <laughs> it can kind of be difficult to figure it out. It's not just called it's Bitcoin still. anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that is cool. And I think uh, also, you know, being sure that you have your, your private keys offline written down somewhere, you know, to where it's not easily accessible, um, not in your, your Apple notes or, um, you know, any, any general text thing. Um, I've been, what I like to do is I love to use these maps. So one is a BTC map, I think, .com or .org. So whenever I'm traveling, I do like to seek out where I can go and spend Bitcoin or use it, or perhaps there are other Bitcoiners there. Um, where I am right now in Charlotte, in North Carolina, you know, I look at the map and there's already plenty of, of uh, ATMs. There's a lot of ATMs, actually. It's kind of crazy. <laughs> and and there, are, there are a couple shops, and it seems that the universities... Because, uh, you know, American University, everybody goes into debt. They have these uh, bookstores that are officially affiliated. And all the bookstores, you can apparently use Bitcoin to buy your college textbooks, which I find kind of interesting. Cool. Yeah, I wish we we had a bit more of that in Vienna. We're, we're getting there, but uh, it's <laughs> advancing one piece at a time. Um, and in terms of um, spending sets, you know, do you have do you have people who perhaps disagree with your way of, uh, of spending sats who you think are hodlers only, you know, were there people in Switzerland who were very reluctant to spend it? Or did you see that people like, Oh, I guess this is more useful than just keeping in my, my cold storage forever. There's actually a, a way to use this as a payment method. Yeah. I believe there is a spectrum of people and I, I would, I would never uh, encourage someone to spend sats before they actually made a profit. So it's about uh, how long you are actually in Bitcoin if you if you have uh, like profitable sats to spend, yeah, and I believe it's kind of natural. And if, if someone wants to just hodl, just do it. You know, it's uh, it's free money. Like you are you are your own boss. So um, uh, I, I think it's evolution, and and each of us is in different stage, and it depends how much money actually uh, you have in Bitcoin and. If your income is in Bitcoin, if you're stacking regularly, you actually run out of fiat. So there is no other way to spend than spend some sets. Fix the Money is brought to you by 21Bitcoin, the easy way to buy, sell, save and send Bitcoin. 21Bitcoin is a Bitcoin only app, not an exchange. There's no distractions. There's an individual savings plan, very low fees, first class personal support and a German bank account. Based in the Austrian Alps, it's available now throughout Europe. Download now using the code FIXTHEMONEY to get up to 20% off your fees over there on 21bitcoin.app. Not your keys, not your coins. You need a hardware wallet signing device. Check out the Bitbox O2. Swiss made, secure, beautiful, open source, Tor support, Bitcoin only, and an all-around outstanding product. Use the code FIXTHEMONEY on shiftcrypto.ch to get 5% off. That's the Bitbox O2 Fix the Money. 
That's perfect. Uh, again, you're listening to Fix the Money. We're speaking to Matthias Kuchar all about um, not just BTC Prague and the amazing conference that's coming uh, to Europe in June 8 to 10, uh, but also a little bit about some some travel tips while you got some uh, some BTC there on your phone. And you mentioned before, um, Matthias, that you've been using Lightning as well with these things. Have you um, personally, have you had some some issues with Lightning? Are you use more of a Lightning bull? Do you, do you see that there's a lot more that could be done? You know, how, how's that looking? Because I know it's been difficult for many. And I say that as I'm constantly trying to get my node back online while I'm abroad. And it's uh, it's tough. <laughs> Uh, yeah, of course, we had from time to time, I have some issue uh, that the payment is not processed. So I just try again. And usually on the second try, it's it's all done. Um, uh, we have our note, our lightning note in, in office. But when I'm uh, out, I use Phoenix wallet or Moon wallet. And it's usually very convenient uh, uh Convenient process, yeah. I, I, I feel like if you're paying just 10, 15, 100 bucks, uh, it's, it always goes through on the uh, at least like a few tries. So I would say I'm really bullish on it. Uh, from the technical point of view, I cannot judge uh, too much because I, I'm, not, I'm not, not that deep. Uh, but I feel like that the developers, and I'm talking to people, so they all say that they have work to do for another five years. Uh, if they if they not even like think about the new things, only the plans are like so many, so many uh, important stuff would have to be done. They already know how to fix most of the problems. They just need to work it out. It's a thousand of small steps. So I am bullish, extremely bullish for uh, Lightning. I'm also bullish for Fediment uh, as a second layer. Okay, you like the Fediments. Yeah, I met a couple of Fedita developers um, in DC, um, and that was it was interesting because I know a lot of this has been um, sort of esoteric. It's been plans out there, but now it's actually um, not just on paper, but it's on GitHub, which means it's true and it's <laughs> ready to be actionable. And I think that would be that would be very cool because I I think a lot of people assume that for the next level of Bitcoin adoption, we kind of need a mass orange pilling. But I think if, if I could piggyback off the BTC Prague idea, it's the idea that you get people who are a bit curious, um, and you can talk about that, but people who are a bit curious, who've heard about it, who want to know a bit more, and perhaps might not be as uh, technically adept at getting all of this stuff, but maybe they know somebody who is really into it, someone they trust, a family member, um, a friend, and they're, they'll set up some kind of Fetty Mint uh, for them. And you know, give them an account and let them kind of play with it and safeguard their funds. I mean, there's all kinds of different arguments about the trust model, but I think that might be one way that evolves. I mean, I just think of um, my parents getting on or um, friends who you know are very busy, have jobs, and probably don't have all the time in the world to think about this, like perhaps you or I do. Um, but I think there could be a, a new wave of people that would come in through these fediments because it would allow them to have their their funds safeguarded. You know, they would be sovereign in their money, but they still would not have the risk of having it, you know, uploaded on FTX or some other site. Absolutely. Absolutely. I see it as a middle way between the custodial and non-custodial solution. It's something between. It's a semi-custodial. They call it Uncle Jim model. So exactly as, as you said, you have some friends who, doesn't have, who don't have the time for that. So you do it for them. You take care about the technical part and they became just a user's. Uh, and they don't need what, what is happening underneath. 
Uh, the very good thing about Fediment is that it's absolutely private. It uses um, Xiaomi and eCash uh, technology, so it's it's absolutely private. No one can track your track your financial uh, rails, and uh, it gives you um, uh, it gives you uh, scalability, which Lightning Network uh, don't have at this moment. Um, so there, there are many, um, many good points about Fedi, and I can spoil that Fedi Mint uh, will Fedi as an app will have a booth at BTC Prague, and they will come with the whole team. Justin Moon will be there, Obin Vosu will be there, and another twelve people. So if you are interested about Fedi um, from any point of view, any angle, just come to BTC Prague and talk to these guys who are on the edge of the technology. It's absolutely amazing what they are doing. So yeah, Fedi for for the audience is the company, and then Fedi Mint is sort of the the protocol. And um, yeah, if you could, uh, you know, were there any surprising uh, booth partners or sponsors or companies you wanted to get involved, perhaps that you were a bit surprised by, maybe that you hadn't heard about before, or sort of um, are very new to you, who are in, involved and, and wanted to be involved in BTC Prague. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm really surprised uh, with the feedback from the open source um, so open source projects. Uh, we gave them great deal uh, just to have them on. Uh, so we have a booth from Spiral, that's the company from Duke Dorsey. Um, we have a, a booth from BTC Pay Server that will be whole team. Even Nicolas Dorier from Japan, the founder, is coming. I'm very proud to announce that. Um, we have a booth from Blockstream, a big booth full of uh, the greatest mind of, uh, of uh, very old and very well-established Bitcoin company. You can say they are maybe the, the biggest or one of the biggest Bitcoin companies in the space. Um, other than that, I'm very proud to announce that there will be Students for Liberty and Free Cities Foundation uh, who are on the part of the of the freedom, as same as uh, HRF, Human Rights Foundation, will have the booth there. Uh, in total, there is a seventy booths from total one like one hundred thirty partners. So you can find everything from hardware wallets to software wallets to privacy tools uh, to um, just like um, uh, places where you can talk to other people about the economics behind that. That's awesome. And you have uh, this unique structure to the conference and that you have multiple days, uh, multiple stages, multiple panels. Um, I'm very gracious that you asked me to also be there and help out uh, as much as I can. Uh, what, is, uh, what does that look like for the, for the weekend? Because uh, you, you have sort of your first day, you've got industry day. Um, what does that break down? Uh, okay, so I'll, I'll take it chronologically. Mm, you can say that it's a Bitcoin week in Prague. If you if you like to go really deep, you should come on Tuesday, that's sixth of June, because on uh, on Wednesday, seventh uh, of June, there is a developer hack day. This is very deep uh, work day full of workshops, Socratic seminars, and presentation for only five hundred people, um, and uh, there are four tracks. For five rooms with four tracks, it's a base layer, second layers, uh, sovereign individual stuff, and just having fun. There is a 40 projects, and it's pretty much conference on its own. But it's our site event, and it's very limited. 
because uh, we want to go really deep. So it's it's for people who already know all the basics and they want to um, stay on the top of the of the development and and network with the people who are who are uh, co- contributing um, on the technology part of Bitcoin. Um, the ticket is uh, now for 90, 94 euros, I think, and it's including food. So uh, you are all covered during the day from nine to six. It's in the hotel, uh, Congress Hotel, very near the main venue. And um, you can really like focus on the on the content and on networking there um, for whole day. Um, uh, please, if, if you have some questions, just jump in. Uh, if I if I if I skip something, um, so that would be uh, Wednesday. Then we go for a Thursday, which is the first day of our conference, Industry Day. Um, that's for everyone who mean it very seriously for Bitcoin, and not lo- not only from like a B two B perspective, but um, he wants to talk to the uh, business owners and to the to the people who already. Um, work in the industry or for someone who is looking to way how to start contributing because you can you can't get this information online it's impossible you have to be there on the spot and talk to others uh, get the connection get a little bit of trust and find the good match this day uh, thursday it's only for 1000 people and uh, that's that's the advantage of this day because there will be no retail, so there will be time to talk, and uh, the main stage will be made for the industry to to really strengthen the ecosystem, and the topics will be, uh, I would say, really advanced. I love that, and I think you're you're absolutely right. The soft power of these conferences it's it's not necessarily that you go there and you hear you know, a speech or a panel or something. It's, it's actually the people that you meet during a break, during coffee break, or maybe you, uh, you meet up and enjoy the, uh, the wild nights of Prague at night, you know, just people that you meet randomly who, you know, it turns out that are Bitcoin developers on this project or some kind of entrepreneurs, or perhaps they have a human rights organization that they work with and they accept Bitcoin or they send grants out. And there's a lot of soft power that can be found in attending and um, I know people are, are obviously uh, very cautious about OPSEC, you know, but you're still able to meet a lot of different people who are there for their own reasons, who still want to be there in Prague, who come from all different backgrounds. I think you've, you've assembled a, a great schedule in that it covers all the different areas, it has the different interests of people. And it doesn't matter if somebody's a novice, you know, they, they've learned about it, um, you know, in, in 2021 or 2022 or if they've been in it for a long time. There's a sort of enough meal out there, a lot of uh, grub for every level of Bitcoinery. So I think you've done a great job in at least setting that up, and I'm excited. And, and by the way, if you're listening, um, I'll go ahead and send out Nico's uh, code. Uh, we'll go ahead and put that up there. Um, the code is NicoProg. Get a slight little discount, and I believe the uh, ticket prices go up in about a day and a half, Matthias, if I'm correct. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. In about in about a day. Yes. Very cool. So that's uh, btcprog.com. You can find that. There's all um, great pictures. And boy, this is a this is a professional looking affair. A lot of names you definitely know, and uh, you've you've paired it a lot with uh, the great things in Prague to offer. So that makes it a pretty attract- attractive conference. Uh, you've got some of these uh, from these panels. 
what's the most contentious uh, panel that you think in your mind? If you can do some well, pre-marketing. Uh, uh, you, you, you got me now. It's the, the, the program is really packed. Mm. If I have to choose one panel, it will be really difficult. But considering that uh, your audience is, uh, your podcast is about finance, about money, I would probably say that uh, it would be the low time preference panel um, titled Future is Ours, uh, where we will sit uh, Saifedin Amos, uh, Prince Philip of Serbia, uh, Philip Karda Djordjevic, uh, and uh, Josef Tietek, and it will be moderated by Robert Breedlove. So they will be talking about stacking sets and about uh, money as, uh, as, as it should be, the hardest money ever created on the planet Earth for us, for, for next generations. It will be a panel full of optimism and shilling because there is something really beautiful uh, coming our way. It's, it's full of orange color. And uh, if we survive the small storm, which is, which is on the horizon, uh, everything will be nice. I love that. Yeah, if we're, if we're to survive this, it's a, it is but a small storm and our large ship can carry us to the promised land. We're very close. Uh, so I, I love that. I think um, anybody can uh, pop on over to BTC Prague, uh, see some of the people speaking, see some of the, you know, you have these great side events as well that you mentioned, um, the Dev and Hack Day, which would be very cool. You know, I'm starting to learn a lot more about GitHub and, and trying to put, you know, our websites on there and uh, put in all kinds of unique tools and stuff. I am but a, a, a script kitty, as they say, a copy and paster. But these are great innovative people that are actually competing and from what I've heard from a lot of these hackathons is that a lot of projects actually culminate from these and something where, you know, you're just messing around with code ends up being something that could actually be a great company or, uh, you know, a great project or app. And then there's a lot of great stuff that's happening there. So I'm, I'm really excited for that. I know a lot of people will take interest in it and, you know, we're not really, we're not done orange pilling the, the sort of the dev circles, you know, the, especially in Prague, I know there is a lot of, interest generally in crypto and there's a there are a lot of eth people um hey hey guys <laughs> they, they've invited me to a few events so I, I think it's great to see that there's going to be a bitcoin only affair and i think that um as you've mentioned uh, not just on on twitter but also on noster uh, so i do have to give you praise for um doing the speaker now announcements on noster as well i think that's cool you've you've been able to integrate a sort of a great new communicative layer with this conference. And I think you're the first conference ever uh, to, as far as I understand, to I uh, publish your, that on, on Noster. So I, I have to give you kudos there. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, it's probably good to mention uh, regarding the conference um, that our cheapest ticket is only nine euros. That's what, what is really special. We are changing the perspective of ticket prices so everyone can come and if you have some no-coiners, pre-coiners, friends, or people who you want to orange pill, like family members who you're trying to orange pill on every family occasion, but they are still thinking about you uh, like some crazy guy uh, because there is, it's just funny internet money, bring them in. The conference will do the work. It's, it will be so huge that no one can tell this is not real. Um, once you see it, with your own eyes, uh, you will get the light bulb moment. 
something will click in your brain and you start thinking you might not be um like onboarded very like um, immediately but something will start working in your brain because no one can resist the size of this event it's really huge we will guide everyone who who is open to this new technology uh we will guide them through the rabbit hole we have two stages for beginners which comes in the price of 9 euros we have two stages full of beginner content for friday and saturday and 70 booths and that that's the that's the real magic here that's why we can onboard hopefully 7000 new people to bitcoin in just two days i couldn't put it better than that btcprog.com june 8th through 10th in uh, the beautiful city of prague in the czech republic um or if you're a new school or a czechia <laughs> um so nico will be speaking um, I'll be there yes. as well, uh, helping moderate and uh, host part of the um, some of the Sage stuff. And I have to say, I'm really excited for it. So, uh, Matthias, we'll put all of these in- informations in the show notes. People can go and click around, and I hope they, they do scoop up a ticket. And I uh, hope to see all of you guys in Prague. This is going to be a majestic affair. Uh, as you mentioned, it's got something for everybody. So I'm really yes. excited. I think you've done a great job. Thank you for that. Thank you. And uh, you've given me some choice quotes to use. So I, th- I think uh, there's no better endorsement. So thanks for that. And, and uh, yeah, thanks for coming on Fix the Money. Thank you very much. See you later. Bye. More content, articles, and podcasts like this, go to fixthemoney.net.